everybody, welcome to the 35th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. I'm your co-host, Levi. And first, we want to thank everybody so much for coming out and joining us at MathCore Index Fest 2019 last month. It was a really fun time. Thanks to all who attended and played the fest. We've got some really great photo galleries up right now by legendary Bay Area photographer Jerry Guzman and our very own Vincent Courtois. Two separate styles. It was really cool to have both of them do that. Jerry's just got the old school, just punk rock, like DIY aesthetic to his photos, you know? Exactly. Vinny, he, uh, he's got the, the, the artsy-fartsy ones. Very, very artsy-fartsy with the double exposures and uh, shutter drags or whatever you call them. Uh, Vinny's done our other photo ones with uh, Delta Sleep. And That's right. Who else? He did, oh, we, uh, uh, he did, he did the, the podcast at my old place. He did exactly. Just, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a, a photo essay on MathCast as yes, well. Yes. So we've got those up right now. I'll go ahead and link those for you in the description. That being said, we've also got some live sets coming soon. Uh, we had Nico DeLuna, local Bay Area videographer, director, come out and film the whole fest. So we've got all 11 bands captured. Pro audio as well. we got the soundboards mix. We've got our friend Hunter of Potion actually doing uh, the mixing for that. Mm-hmm. And right now there's actually uh, one full set available now, and that is Half Slug. So make sure you go to our YouTube channel and hit subscribe. Uh, additionally, we just launched our Patreon. So that being said, we want to thank our Patreon supporters for making this episode possible. Jesse, Chris, Jeff, Eli, Eric, Jesse, Ollie, Oconi, Cameron, Rory, Otis, Jeremiah, Jasper, Chris, Jamie, Evan, Sam, Dimitri, Andre, Mike, Richard, Daniel, Grady, Chris, and Matt. Thank you all again for your support. I know he always said we'd never do this shit, but uh, you've made it more than worthwhile. It's not um, like Christian has spent years of his life <laughs> in front of a computer just talking and making friends and talking about music and categorizing everything and yeah so uh it, it's just cool to see like some people throw down some cash and just buy them technically we're very like, grateful i mean it's like patreon you know for anybody out there that is thinking about doing patreon or haven't done it before a dollar five dollars you know it's kind of like if you ever saw christian on the street maybe like buy him a, a drink or like a soda or something like that or a beer it's just like every every month you're buying christian a beer like see it that way you know that kind of thing more um more quantifiably though you're helping us keep our web presence active for example um we use the money to keep the website up our domain name the podcast hosted yeah. And then, of course, we've got all all kinds of expenses, too, related to the fest and such and filming. You can help support us in that way by donating donating to our Patreon. We'll have to do a video soon, um, and it has been requested, but we should really show everybody our exact uh, setup? (laughs) Yes. Question mark? Yeah, we should probably show everyone our our podcast setup at some point. Um, So we'll make a video for our... And the location of our studio. It's <laughs> our studio, literally a studio. <laughs> <laughs> Math Core Index Mansion, we call it. It's a, it's a wonderful place. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll go ahead and link the Patreon in the description. And you can, uh, when you become a supporter, you can gain exclusive benefits like early access to photo essays, interviews, video content, such as video premieres and full HD sets from Math Core Index Fest 2019, insight and input to our creative process, and uh, Discord and chat. Yeah, um, you get Discord chat, Reddit, Flare, whatever <laughs> whatever that's worth to you. Um, Christian and I are both uh, uh, in the Discord chat, and I, I'm, I'm not the best at chatting, but, like, as far as, like, it, it's been really fun so far, like, just talking to, like, a small hand of just, like, and you know it, it's, like, fans of what, you know, Math Core Index is, so it's been really cool just chopping the shit with everybody in Kindred there. Kindred spirits. Kind of, yeah, just, it's, like... I, I mean, Math Core Index community is already people nerding out on stuff, but then it's, like, this extra level or three of like nerding out in that chat so mm-hmm. uh it's fucking awesome man. truly there, there's an entire anime thread already 
And I noticed that yesterday. I was like, I was like, wait, was what is there? Like, that happened. That's good. So, yeah. Yep. One of the homies works at um, Funimation, so we really got. got oh the no talking. shit! Yeah, totally. He does. He does uh, English, English uh, dubs. Love it. Um, anyway, so yeah, the other thing that our Patreon supporters do is help us decide what bands to cover every episode. So this episode, a number of the bands have been determined by you, our listeners. And you can find that at patreon.com slash mathcoreindex. Of course, please subscribe on iTunes, leave us some love, leave us a review. And uh, if you're a Patreon supporter, you're hearing this podcast early and commercial free. So we thank you for your support again. Mm-hmm. So the first band we're going to talk about is Circuit of Sons. Circuit of Sons are a progressive metal mathcore band from Long Island, New York, featuring Jason Sherman, the vocalist of Dead Empires, and uh, Bryce Butler on drums, who we've seen in a million fucking bands, most notably the Faceless, I think, a touring drummer. Uh, They started back in 2010, didn't release their first full length until 2015, I think, though, which was actually recorded at Backroom Studios, and they they haven't put out anything since 2015 except for a Meshuggah cover featuring Frontier's Chad Capper on vocals which is actually pretty good yeah did you hear that yep that yep. fucking holds up to the original if you ask me actually yep. and uh, last month they just released their new EP Night Sister and uh, you could just uh, you could probably describe their sound as progressive metal and mathcore although this EP see, uh, it has like a, a significant amount of stylistic experimentation shall we say their last album did that too though Really? Maybe I didn't go back and listen to that one enough. Yeah, dude. Um, let me actually just pull that up for a second. Well, because you know, I wanted to talk about the fact that there's just a couple tracks that are so synth-heavy and just include a lot of singing, which for me was really recalling Jason's work with Dead Empires. And it kind of makes me wonder, like, what, why wasn't some of this material just used for Dead Empires, or is it... So, so the uh, I that's why it was spaced me. Um, there is... It's just a self-titled, but their um, 2015 release... Uh, and, uh, man, what, was it 2015? Yeah, 2014, 2015. I guess that was that. Uh, that release as well. Um, same vocal stylistic uh, approach there. Okay, so this, um, is, this is just par for the course. This, and is, I'm just this, not is, this is what Circuit of Suns is. And I mean, okay. if, if anything, um, I was a big fucking fan of the self-titled then. Because, God damn it, guys. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I, told, I told Christian this, and then I didn't even look this up for my notes. But I'm pretty sure you have... Or ha- had like involved members of My Bitter End and also Through the Eyes of the Dead. Cannot confirm. Get back to me on that. Uh, but anyways, and, and I'm pretty sure these guys are just like East Coast. Uh, but um, yeah, I was a really big fan. The the self-titled is like fucking like damn near 10, 11 tracks. Oh, 10 tracks uh, of just the same exact fucking just like crazy progressive heavy. Um, and I Christian hates this, that gent, you know. But, I reject that as a term. I know you do, but man, um, <coughs> it's it's all over the place. Uh, very Meshuggah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Very Meshuggah. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, um, this 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 album specifically, um, I like that it is a little shorter, uh, and yeah, every every track it just fucking takes you on a dark little ride, man. Yeah, uh, this I was about to say this EP seems it seems like there's a lot more meandering than we've seen previously from this band. So again, it kind of threw me off, but. Again, I just maybe listen I didn't to listen. that. Yeah, listen. I to need that. to go back. Apparently, yeah. But you know, my, my point is that when they when they are like ready to kick like kick into overdrive, they really fucking do just that. Ooh, the they more metal, do. yeah, <laughs> man. The, the more metal and mathcore elements of this release are really intense. They're fast. They're technical, and uh, they're just all very well executed. The release has like a pretty eclectic feel, which we you know we normally champion that sort of thing. 
Yeah, I don't know. The guitar tones are just ripping too. They're fucking uh, nasty. Diminishing returns. Yeah, track that's, two is. That's the track I mean, for sure. Naturally, Christian and I are both agreeing on this because it's just the one that fucking tears your butthole apart. You know, but it's like. <laughs> well, Insidious Apathy is a highlight for me, and so is Purge. They all fuck really hard. Purge is fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, as much as I do like the, the I don't know. Um, the. I would like to see how this goes down live as far as um, him singing and everything and mm -hmm. just the, seeing the tone that he goes in. But uh, yeah, um, I'm I'm digging this release a lot. I, I am just, too. It's, they, I, they came out of left field, man. I did not expect this at all. Like I think they've been planning it. I think they announced that they were going to do a full length, but it ended up being uh, an EP ultimately. And overall, yeah, it's just a fun little eclectic ride of an EP that kind of just goes in all directions. And if you're a fan of Car Bomb especially, Gojira, Mashuga, as Levi mentioned, Jason's work with Dead Empires. Obviously, this band is much heavier, different beast entirely. But you should uh, you should enjoy this if you enjoy all of those things. Jason also appears um, as a guest vocalist on the Callous Dabwe's Die on Mars, too, should be noted. Hmm. One compliment, uh, one complaint, rather, critique I have for the band is that I noticed your album isn't on Bandcamp. Which is disappointing because I'd like to have this in my collection, and now I'm unable to do that. So, I think you might be missing out on some serious visibility by not having your album posted there. Just saying. And some dollars make it back from your recording. I'm, I'm guessing you probably have it on Apple Music, but there's no reason to not have it on all platforms, really. I yep. don't know. Just saying. But that's a, that's a minor complaint. So we're gonna listen to Diminishing Returns, which is track two from Night Sister. Uh, which you can listen to on Spotify, <laughs> not on Bandcamp, uh, and that not came yet. out July 18th. And I had to look that up elsewhere because it's not on Bandcamp. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Here we go.
Alright, so that was Diminishing Returns by Circuit of Suns, and that's track two from Night Sister, their new EP which just came out last month. Did a robot just choke out another robot? <laughs> uh, Evan. Oh, and there's the blood. In robots? <laughs> Evangelion, folks. Alright, um, so next we're going to talk about <laughs> Shock Narcotic. God damn it. That brief distraction there. Yep. Alright, uh, Shock Narcotic, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that really just threw me off. So Shock Narcotic is a uh, Shock Narcotic is a grindcore hardcore band from Michigan featuring Jeff Tuttle, formerly at the Dillinger Escape Plan. I'm sure many of you recognize that name on guitar. Zach, uh, Zach Gibson, formerly of the Black Dahlia Murder on drums, and Don Slater of Battlecross. So it's almost a supergroup of sorts in that way. I would call it a supergroup. I mean, it's kind of certifiable given that pedigree. They've mm-hmm. all performed in very notable bands, and they're a new band, having recently really just announced their debut full length i have seen the future and it doesn't work which is an amazing title the 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 title i mean the 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 title of this band i guess shock narcotic it's fucking it fits the sound so fucking well man it's just that angry like punk rock just feel through the whole thing um it's grindy as fuck yeah but it's, uh, it's just like dirty and yeah it's good man yeah, at this time there's only a couple singles online, so there's not a whole lot to talk about in terms of, um, you know, just the, what's available to the public. But I think what they put out so far is very promising. It's just like a single, right? There's two singles. Two they, singles. Yeah, there's one via Kerrang! or Decibel Magazine, I believe. I think it's Decibel. It's going to be a 14-track uh, album, though, which is pretty fucking, I don't know, that's it's ambitious. Right. And you know what? If you're expecting a mathcore or death metal project out of this, I think you're going to be disappointed because it's not really... <laughs> Uh, it's more of like a, a a grind, maybe a death grind feel to it. Yep. I mean, it's it's less less that than mathcore or death metal by any means. Um, so again, you might be surprised by the sound given what the members have done previously. And that first single was kind of groove oriented, had a huge breakdown on the end, which really really did it for me. And yes, very groove oriented mm-hmm. for sure. It sounded like Pig Destroyer and uh, Maruda quite a bit actually. Mm. Maruda has that fucking that. I don't know what that. I guess it's a groove that Maruda has sometimes, but yeah, they. It's. I miss. It's Maruda. too hardcore for the grind kids and too grind for the hardcore kids. Ooh. I think that I'm stealing their uh, their phrase almost word for word. I'm, I was listening to Discordance Access the other day, and then I thought to myself, "Man, I need to listen to Maruda more." That's one of the greatest grindcore bands of all time. Yep. It, well, it was too. It was too death metal for the grind kids and too grindcore for the death metal kids. That's what it was for Maruda. It's like I think they put that on a shirt or something. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. What were you gonna say? Uh, nothing. Um, I fucking uh, yeah. Uh, on that on that note, uh, th- this with this groove that they throw in there, I feel like this sound it's so familiar yet so foreign to me, and I feel that's where it, it's kind of foreign, where it's just this like dirty, grindy kind of punk sound. But then there's that groove in there too. So very. Gr- I mean, yeah, it's kind of a, a unique animal in that way. Yep. Just, I mean, I don't want to say there's not too many bands doing that sound because there there is, but. Uh, I mean, in terms of, like, grindcore and with breakdowns, I guess that's what we're really just getting at. Yep. It fucks. I mean, it's it's fucking... It, it goes really hard. Um, yeah. It's just apparently it's a, it's a challenging cross-section of music for some listeners. I don't know. It, it's great to me. Uh, so we're going to listen to Pray for Paralysis, which is track eight from I Have Seen the Future and It Doesn't Work, and that's coming out on August 16th of 2019. Here we go.
Alright, so that was Pray for Paralysis by Shock Narcotic, and uh, that's track 8 from their upcoming album, I Have Seen the Future and It Doesn't Work. And that's coming out on August 16th, so you can look forward to that. Mm-hmm. I will. Me too. So next we're going to talk about Paris Hilton on Fire, which as a matter of fact is one of the bands our Patreon supporters voted on this month. And uh, Paris Hilton on Fire are a MySpace-era chaotic screamo slash mathcore band from Southern California, starting originally in Los Angeles, but now being based in San Diego. A two-piece. Mm-hmm. Formerly a three-piece, um, featuring the homie Brandon of Echoes Build Empires and Flowers for Dying Hands, the latter of which we've discussed previously on this podcast. Um, you might remember that. I think it was like in 2017 or 2018. Mm-hmm. We talked about them, the, the screamo band with Harp. This is the same person involved in this project. Um, multi-instrumentalist, very talented. And... Uh, Paris Hilton on Fire started back in 2006, releasing just a single EP before dissolving a couple years later. But now they're back with a new two-song EP featuring a new lineup. Dude, this name is very 2006. <laughs> no doubt. Well, the whole sound is very 90s, too, for trying to pin down a decade. Because I, when I hear this name, I'm like, mm. but then you're like, what? From 2006. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the mini emotions of Levi. Yep, that, that, that is the two emotions of me, basically. <laughs> That's a fucking lie. <laughs> if but, only you were that fucking neutral, you'd be a lot easier to deal with, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'll kill you! Oh, I see what you mean there. Okay, all right. Um, but yeah, dude, uh, I, I want to know Do you if this is if the recordings that we're listening to is just the two-piece. Because if so, I'm really excited to hear more from what this lineup will be. Yeah, how is... I wonder... Who's going to perform what duties live? What are you all doing in that band? Well, presumably he recorded, if it's a two-piece, I'm sure he probably recorded, uh, if I know him, the drums and the guitar, and she did vocals um, Well, they both well. did vocals. Exactly, right? they yeah. both did vocals, but I'm wondering if perhaps live, if maybe she'll play guitar um, or play drums live. You know, one, one of them is going to have to play drums live and do vocals at the same time, so I'm just wondering how that's going to work out, if they're going to stay a two-piece. Unless it just stays a, t- a studio project and, you know, so be it. Uh, you guys have two tracks, and they're very short, but you gave lyrics, which is tight. Yeah, I wanna, I'm just going to go ahead and make the case for it right now. If you haven't already thought about putting together a full lineup and performing this material live, you absolutely should do that. Ooh, get the yeah. other get the other former members back involved and play some shows, because that first EP is really excellent, too, actually. The time of Screamo is now. Did you go back and listen to that first EP, though? I have not. No, it's it's excellent. Like especially the first like two tracks on that, they're really really good. Um, they're on a separate Bandcamp, um, but also underneath the same name of Paris Hilton on Fire. So go check that out. Uh, their 2006 EP. All right, well I'll do that. But I raise you the Circuit of Suns self-titled. You got to go back and listen to. So <laughs> done. All right. All right. Um, so yeah, their their new sound is a is very it's even more so screamo oriented. There used to be kind of more like mathcore elements, and those have kind of been sort of removed in, in favor of more of a traditional screamo sound, I would say. Um, that doesn't mean that's a, that's a regression no, uh, musically, because it's, it's excellent. Fine. Yeah, yep. this is good material. Again, I, I want to see this performed live. And apparently they actually do have a six-song EP released, um, planned for later this year, according to No Echo. So hopefully they, they come through with that. Mm-hmm. Look forward to hearing that. So we're going to listen to Like Salt, which is track two from their self-titled EP, which came out back on... June 26th of 2019. Here we go.
Alright, so that was Like Salt by Paris Hilton on Fire, and that's off their self-titled EP, which came out back in June. And uh, Levi and I actually sat there and listened to the other song as well. Mm. Really good. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that EP. Screamo. just want to reiterate that. Yeah, exactly. Bring it on. So next, we're going to talk about Down I Go. This is another band that our Patreon supporters voted on this month. And uh, Down I Go are a progressive metal mathcore band from London. Although I'm confused on that point because their Facebook says Chicago slash Toronto slash Stockholm. So I don't know what the fuck to think because that's four different countries. Um, so I'm just going to assume this is an international project. You have a lot of records out if you are an international project. <sighs> wow. Yeah. Is this band prolific for being for being intercontinental, as yeah, it were? Y'all are busy for sure. Yeah, that's insane. Like there's a ton of releases. Down I Go started back in 2010, as near as I can tell, releasing... Two singles, four EPs, two full lengths, a B-side full length since 2018. And this year alone, they've already released yet another full length back in May, which I kind of missed out on, um, but I went back and listened to and really enjoyed. And yet another EP in July. So they've been very, very busy. I would call this the palate cleanser of episode 35. <laughs> um, sure. I really, this was super refreshing. The vocals were were exactly what i wanted uh this reminds me a lot of torch and also uh the band Wizrobe that we covered oh, good call a yeah. few episodes ago um, i had the same thought just i mean fucking riding off into the sunset on my fucking harley <laughs> he like, loves that expression dude it i mean seriously like or i mean maybe like riding off in the sunset walking off Levi, into the easy sunset. rider did not end well did you see that did you see the end of that movie Yes. <laughs> Peter Fonda and the other guy get it. It didn't work out. It did not work out. Very, but they ran into Jack Nicholson. It was awesome, man. So everything's okay in the end, right? It was great, right? I just honestly remember Jack Nicholson by a fire. That's all I remember about that that movie. So uh, you're so such an idealist. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're 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 spot on with the fucking the whiz robe comparison, though. Um, for me, this just perfectly complements Freighter and Steak Sauce Mustache's releases in the last few months in that it's very zany and playful prog with some, like, mathcore elements, and it just goes hard. Playful prog. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's really, that's great. I like those two together. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the other comparison, uh, the Steak Sauce thing, that, that they have a very great sense of, of humor in their music, too, that I think really shines through in all of these releases right down to the album title uh, and genre tags. The band self-describes with such tags as Dinocore and Disastercore and Robotcore and Tyrantcore. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> don't don't pay attention to those. Maybe not all. read too much into that, but yeah. they just have a lot of fucking material to digest too is the other thing, and that's kind of always been my problem with this band. It's like I can't track them because they're just putting out so much shit so quickly. I barely had time to digest one release before they've fucking cranked out the next one and it's by no means bad to be this prolific but it's just like maybe it's just me but i'm constantly listening to music i barely have time to revisit things anyway um, oh my god dude but this yeah. band is nuts though one thing it, it, it's so I, I get it you're pumping out a lot of stuff you're having fun i sure would like to see some lyrics because it's i mean no listen listen hear me out don't you fucking do it damn it dude i'm just saying that like I feel like the the vocals, I mean, why not? I mean, I can already pretty much hear what you're saying. Like, it would just be nice to know what you what, what you got going on there. What fucking post the goddamn lyrics. Or don't. It's cool. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> it's just... Uh, all right. Um, 
everybody out there just have a drink and take your take your <laughs> shot wherever the fuck it is god damn it uh, so funny yeah um yeah they, they they're putting out an average of one release a year though it's uh for being an international band that's impressive yeah and it's kind of stylistically it's sort of just all over the place too it's very um and this is this ep is like their most melodic yet too it's very very melodic material there's kind of a melodic hardcore feel to it on the whole uh, Wizrobe note, I was thinking about CKY for some reason the whole time I was listening to this band. Oh, dude, listen, absolutely. <laughs> Maybe it's the vocal delivery for me, but I feel like they're listening to a lot of CKY when they wrote this stuff. Uh, Down I Go happened to be the last of our eight bands that I listened to and wrote notes down in my notebook. So uh, on that palate cleanser kind of note I said earlier, I mean, just keep that in mind. We have all these bangers. And then at the end, I'm like, huh? Like it was, it was fucking awesome, man. Definitely an eyebrow, eyebrow razor for sure. Truly. Uh, their last, the full length they put out earlier this year was more like on par with what they usually do. And that it's like Mr. Bungle like meets botch. Yes. I, but dude, I would I would prefer this. I'll take this a little bit more. Um, it, it was a fucking ride, man. I really enjoyed this. And very digestible. Exactly, yeah. It's a four-track EP, I believe, so. Yep. Uh, all right, question is, what's your favorite track, man? I had a really hard time picking a track, but I'm thinking that we listened to uh, the Kuma Katak. Oh, oh, that's one of my friends! Cool, yep, you like that I track agree. Too? Yep, cool, absolutely. Cool. So the Kuma, the Kuma Katak is uh, track two from <laughs> this fucking album title. All down the church, in the midst of fire, the hellish monster flew, passing onward to the choir, he many people slew. That's brilliant, so Shakespearean. Um, And that came out on July 8th of 
All right, so that was the Gumaka Talk, which is track two from Down I Go's new EP, All Down the Church in Midst of Fire, the Hellish Monster Flew, and Passing Onward to the Choir, He Many People Slew, which came out back in July. And next, we'd like to introduce a new segment, Release Radar. Ooh, we should put in like an audio insert of something right there. <laughs> We're going to, Levi. Are we? It's happening right now as I'm speaking. Oh, that sounds nice. Okay, well, good. I mean, he's, he's not hearing it. No, me. I heard it. I heard it in my own head. It's your imagination, Levi. Oh, that's what that is. <laughs> Got it. Um, so, yes, this is your release radar for the month of July. So, first of all, uh, Freighter dropped a really great album, The Din, which they premiered via Metal Injection, so you should go check out that. They performed at Mathcore Next Fest 2019, so that's worth noting. Uh, Spurn also dropped a new album, At the Precipice of Excitation. Uh, there, It's fucking excellent. We're going to be talking about that next episode, I'm certain. Uh, Throws dropped a new album via Holy Roar Records, In the Hands of an Angry God. Also good. A bit of a stylistic change there, kind of get a bit more sludgy, but uh, we'll be talking about that in the future. Circuit of Suns dropped their EP, Night Sister, as you already know. We talked about that earlier. Uh, Down I Go, of course, we just mentioned just a moment ago. C Noto dropped a, uh, a little EP, WWD. That's worthwhile hearing if you need a little bit of, of math core for you. Um, hopefully they'll, they'll put out something a bit more substantial in the future. We'll end up discussing them at um, further length. Things Amazing, who we've talked about before, put out a new EP, Better Things. Uh, and it's a marked improvement, so go check that out. And I Have No Eyes also put out uh, a full length, I believe it was. Worst Things Have Happened to Better People. One of the, um, just, a, just a heavy Connecticut band, if, if you will. Uh, and then, of course, there was a few different singles here, too, that came out this month that are worth noting. Um, Car Bomb and Number 12 Looks Like You both dropped new singles and announced new albums. So I know all you are very excited about that. Um, additionally, let's see, what else here? I'm just pulling up my band camp. Boar, featuring Fox... Chris, rather, <laughs> caught myself there, of See You Next Tuesday on vocals, put out uh, a single, um, what else, Second Grade Knife, play, Knife Fight put out a single, and uh, Forget Our Names, featuring members of Requiem of Torment, put out a new single as well. Didn't see you Space Cowboy also? They did, yes, good call, Levi, yeah, they also announced a new album. Boom. Boom. Alright, so that was our monthly release radar for the month of July. And this will probably give you an idea of some of the things we might be discussing next episode. And if you want to be a part of that process, you can always consider becoming a supporter of our Patreon, who again, um, help us decide on new segments by voting, help us determine what bands we're going to talk about. So thank you so much for answering that poll and helping us decide that new segment. Thanks, guys. So next we're going to talk about Rose Dower. Rose Dower, a West Coast Doom sludge band featuring members of Black Sheep Wall and Admiral Angry. So... You know this fucks. And uh, if you know those names, then you probably already know. I mean, this shit is just going to be angry. Black Sheep Wall, which subsequently inspired Admiral Angry, are two of the heaviest bands to ever come out of the West Coast, certainly out of California, and arguably out of this country. I mean, it's some of the heaviest shit ever. Admiral Angry and Black Sheep Wall. I mean, you just, when you think of down tempo, those names are synonymous with that, that style. Um, this makes so much sense as far as just like what these guys did before. It is just a continuation. It just fucks so hard, dude. 
Um, the pedigree is unquestionably good. So Rose Dower, shout out to that name. I'm pretty sure you guys got that uh, from. Uh, so Rose Dower, uh, the full name is Zap Rose Dower. He was this character uh, in this movie, Final Sacrifice. And he has got some really fucking awesome, stupid one-liners. And I really hope that is where you guys got this from. Uh, and I, 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 I'm almost confident that's where you guys got that from. But yeah, this uh, music is fucking thick as like a milkshake, man. It's fucking, <laughs> it's like really, uh, it's, I just don't know where you guys were hiding and what made you come back um, to produce just this continuation of just frustrated angry depressed emotional like self-loathing kind of style mm. of like hardcore um we've described it in like four different ways man, now i just realized man. we've called them sludge we've called them doom we've called they, them hardcore we've called them down tempo i think all those things actually qualify though they're they're or uh we just go under the umbrella heavy as fuck yeah um so i think that suffices i'm gonna touch on this a little bit and i don't know chris you might give me look over and give me some eyes but um i'm I'm a little confused, maybe concerned, uh, on some on, so, on on something of you guys. So you have no lyrics posted. So naturally, <laughs> shut the fuck up, Christian. Um, and and I can't. I don't know what's going on with your lyrics. I, I kind of do because I really. So the last thing that Black Sheep Wall did was I'm pretty sure you got it was um I'm going to kill myself mm-hmm. that record 2015 which, maybe. Who that is a ride. That is a fucking ride. So in on that record there is a song called white pig now never google i'm going to kill myself because that's <laughs> it is not going to work You're out not going to get the right results yes so so i want i i want to i want i really hope that the guys from black sheep wall hear this you guys at well, this is the myspace era i i fucking and i really hope this isn't like a berenstein bears berenstein bears yeah, kind of situation but i remember myspace when before i'm gonna kill myself came out you guys had white pig as one of your singles at that time i believe you had um a vocalist i'm pretty sure it was like some black dude i believe doing trayvon vo- is the guy's name trayvon trayvon and you guys, I believe, had a part a, a parting of ways some way, and I believe it was on Trayvon's. We're, my, we're talking about Black Sheep Wall right now. Black for Sheep Wall, our so, listeners. yes, and I so I'm talking about the specific track White Pig. So when Trayvon left, uh, Black Sheep Wall, I'm pretty sure on his personal MySpace, he then posted his lyrical hit, like his, his version. version of it, mm-hmm. and it was and he called it Black Pig, right? You're right, yeah. Yes. So, and I just don't know whatever happened here. So so now, I'm saying that just to clear, and hopefully you guys can let me know that I'm not going crazy. Now, going back to this whole lyrical thing, I wish you guys posted lyrics. You guys have this track called PCP Homeboy. Yeah, now, Black, uh, it's Black Pig featuring Trey Malone. Here it is on SoundCloud. Yeah, so PC, PCP Homeboy um, it's an interesting track name. You guys are three white dudes, and it's, and then, okay, it's P- PCP uh, homeboy. I am a black wizard. What the fuck are you guys talking about? A black. A, I'll clear. I'll clear this up for Levi. A black wizard is a, it's not a racial thing. It's like white wizards and black wizards and red wizards, and it like represents their command of various. <laughs> 
Now, do you understand? Com- command of various elements, if you, you know, like. Now, I would never, I would never. Levi's look- not a nerd, so he doesn't understand okay, that. It, he was reading far too much into it. But I'm really, but no, no, you guys got to hear me out. This is why I told you this backstory. I'm not looking, I wouldn't, I would never look at this song otherwise. Like, if I heard it from another band, I'd be like, what? You they're, think it's problematic, talking, I think, is what you're getting at. I'm thinking, I thought it was problematic, especially because you guys have your back fucking thing with this Trayvon dude, and he was like, well, fuck you guys, fucking white pig, black pig, doing this. Like, that kind of thing. So I thought it's just. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. That was kind of weird. And dude, that is this exact picture. I remember him eating that pizza. That is so crazy. <laughs> That's so crazy. Oh, that, this is a funny. At least I wasn't going. At least I wasn't going nuts, right, man? At least I remembered the. No, the, you're you're right. I remember it too. You you brought this up a number of times. I mean, every time we talk about this band, every time we talk about Black Sheep Wall, you cannot not mention Trey Malone. Okay, so now, guys, uh, Rose Dower, we're going back to you. Thank you for just listening right there. And just never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we really put you through that. Um, Whoever well, just listened to my rant, you get a gold star. You well, get a MathCast gold star. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. <laughs> I wanted just to quickly talk about their sound now that we've gotten through controversy. Oh, my brain hurts. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's crushingly heavy, down-tempo sludge and doom of the very best variety. I don't think it really gets any better to this, just to get back to what I was saying earlier. Uh, Arm for Apocalypse is one of the only other California bands that I feel like has even come close to this. And nationally, Indian from Chicago or Sumac, just in terms of being fucking relentlessly heavy and just slow. This is not quite the same off-the-cuff pure aggression, though, uh, Rose Dower. It's a bit more contemplative, but again, with the same members. So that much is definitely clear. You'll, You'll hear the same style, but... Just a couple funny things that separates this album from their older stuff is that one track has a sort of a a hip-hop thing happening intermittently on one track. Do you recall yep. that? Yep. Yeah, it was sort of uh, it was an interesting choice. And then the, uh, the other track that I thought was funny was just somebody having sex to the office playing in the background on Netflix. <clears throat> <laughs> that is just, that is, uh, that is 21st century life right there. Dude. You don't you, have to comment on it. <laughs> yo, I want to say one thing about Admiral Angry. You literally just bought that CD last month. And so it's just, yeah, it's very refreshing just to see this pop up. And like, oh, wow, okay, Rose Dower. And right. aside from uh, Kyle Stowboy's Die on Mars, that also has not left my car. I mean, I've had Admiral Angry and Dowboy's basically back-to-back over and over again. Yo, the Rose Dower cover has an upside-down cross on that shit. How badass is that? Right, Christian? <laughs> yeah, Levi. Yeah. It's badass, it's dude. fucking badass, dude. I think we're ready to uh, listen to a track here. Mm. So we're, I think we're going to listen to uh, New Old, right? You like that one? Yeah. That, one, dude, that any was of the these. leading single. I mean, pretty much exactly. But yeah. uh, New Old is the uh, the premiere single. And that's track two from the Michael Jordans of Suicide. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Holy fuck. Don't cut yourself on that edge there. How but, do you uh, top? I'm going to kill myself. Boom. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> Well done, guys. Oh my God! Yeah, it's it's sort of uh, it's sort of problematic again, you know, to make light of suicide like that. It's a it's a delicate, very delicate subject. Um, but we'll get past it. We're gonna listen to the song now. <laughs> so uh, Rose Dower, New Old, and that album just came out on August second. Here we go. A human being has the spiritual capacity to contain God Himself. Think about it. When you got born again, think about it. We run. We stay down. 
So that was New Old by Rose Dower, and that's track two from The Michael Jordans of Suicide. <laughs> uh, and that, uh, that came out on August 2nd. And speaking of prolific, as we were talking about earlier, and next we're going to talk about Fonlims. Fonlims are a mathcore, technical metal, death grind band, if you will, from, well, they're an international project from Finland and the United States featuring Lee Fisher formerly of Psyopus and Commit Suicide, and Ellie Hyland of Infinite Nomad, and also, most recently, Samuel Smith of Artificial Brain. So <laughs> this has now become quite a force to be reckoned with. And we've discussed Fond Limbs previously on this podcast. They're a newer band, um, and having, despite only starting last year, they've released three EPs in 2018, a single back in January, and now they're back with their debut full-length, Harm Remissions, 
which is just fucking disgusting and unquestionably one of the best releases this year. We've got a review up on uh, our website for it right now by Lane Oliver, so I'll try to link that in the description for you. But uh, yeah, this is a really fucking good album, though. Uh, it's so it's the most I would say the most angular chaotic mathcore like style album I've heard to date. But like I, death metal injected. But death too. metal injected. Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, yo, for anybody out there that is not familiar with Commit Suicide, I would highly suggest going back and listening to their album Synthetics. Um, it's an like a two thousand, uh, I think, just year two thousand uh, grind. Um, and it's it's fucking it's slamming. Uh, the the back catalog of these guys of just coming from these other bands. It's I mean I guess we could call this a super group. Would this would it would this count as a super group? You know it was on the tip of my tongue. Yeah yeah same here. I'm um, not sure if it's justifiable, but um, yeah yeah these are some all all their other projects are excellent. So you know this is going to be good. This full length has a shitload of tracks. There is no filler. None whatsoever. Um, there's a couple. There's a certain like atmospheric moments or two. But yeah, I yeah. I wouldn't call them filler by any means. They're they're um they're functional. You're uh the like so the I don't know man. There's a there's a track called No Good No Good Men towards the end, and this is ultimately a breakdown track. But even that, it is so fucking good. Yeah, dude. that breakdown smacks. Whew. Um. Yeah. So so anyways, I mean. I, this is just the, the proofs in the pudding. I mean, everybody just listen to this and and fucking it. it it's all there. It's thirteen tracks. It's mm-hmm. it's fucking ridiculous. Man. You're gonna see this appearing on a ton of your end lists. Mark my words. Absolutely. Um, I, I'm just gonna say it right now. Uh, my favorite track. Uh, it, it was really really hard to pick it. Um, but uh, truly very. Um, all these tracks are. I'm looking at the lineup now, and they're all very strong. So threats and trench. Um, and renew are would be my favorite one next to No Good Men. Naturally, I'm not going to do No Good Men because it's just ultimately a breakdown track. But yeah, <laughs> that's okay though. Yep. Yet some major highlights for me were Pines um, right at the beginning of the album. Odium pitch the opener is actually really <laughs> nasty, but yep. But Pines is uh was a highlight big time for me. Or along just those first four tracks actually like Odium pitch right through Hubris Terrain Expansion. All four of those tracks are excellent. Like he front loaded. Uh, Ely, yeah, Ellie, Ely, rather, um, all all the best tracks for sure. Mm. Wisdom teething was another highlight for me. The rigid mute, um, the self titled song, and uh, maybe that was actually the the atmospheric one that I'm thinking of. And of course, no good man, as Levi was mentioning. Yep, the breakdown track, quote unquote. All those go really hard. I had a hard time picking a song too, but I say we just go ahead and listen to Orlong because that was the um, the music video that we premiered. So. Um. I'll try to link that among the other 25 things I have to link for you this episode. <laughs> so that being said, we're going to listen to Orlung, track three from Harm Remissions by Fondlims, and that came out on August 2nd of 2019. Actually, we're going to do the classic math cast switch up on you, mm-hmm. and instead we're going to play Hubris Terrain Expansion, which is uh, a little deeper in the album, but uh, I think it's, it's ultimately, you're going to be pleased with it. You'll get it. Here we go.
Alright, so that was Hubris Terrain Expansion by Fawn Limbs, and that's off their new album Harm Remissions, which just came out earlier this week. So next we're going to talk about Freighter. Freighter are a progressive metal mathcore band from San Francisco by Way of the Midwest. They released their first album in 2008, a single, which we premiered earlier this year, so we discussed them on this podcast before actually. And uh, now they're back with their new full-length album, The Den, which they premiered via Metal Injection. And uh, we also had the honor of having them perform at our second annual fest last month. And they blew me away. They are very good musicians. Um, as a matter of fact, not long after this episode airs, we should have some live footage of them going up on YouTube. So again, please be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel to keep up with the latest uploads. And uh, honestly, every track of this album is amazing. <laughs> wow. They are super talented. Strong. Yes, very strong. Uh, I'm, af- I, I'm afraid this is one of those releases that's so good that's going to get just under uh, underappreciated and overlooked this year. So I'm, I'm, that's my mission to to get this album out there. It's 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 pretty cool how we have some uh, we had a few bands uh, release uh, um, you know content you know of July or in August that played at the fest. You know, uh, Freighter was one where I really have not heard much of Freighter before the Mathcore Index Fest. Hearing all the songs live, I was like, wow, these guys are fucking really good and consistent. And then listening to the record, I was like, wow, I remember every fucking track, like yeah. specifically. Um, yeah, they're the, all very memorable. The vocals the vocals are this very, very interesting, like... Zany. Uh, it's this fast, talky, thrash vocal style that you would get yes. more in, like, 90s thrash. And then they throw in this fucking, like... M- God, we've done this... This is our third time saying it. This very, like, Mr. Bungle-esque... Uh, <laughs> He's right, though, yeah. yeah I mean, it's uh, undeniable. It's, it's there. Yeah, but... um, And then, like... I'm gonna do it a second time. Kind of like those Genty kind of moments. They've had, like, one or two, like, kind of mushuggy kind of things going on. Eh, Christian shrugs. But um, most of all, I just... I do appreciate this interesting, zany 90s thrash style they have with Mathcore, I guess. It's interesting, and it's all extremely well executed. Yes. This is a very, very solid album. Um, but some real highlights for me were Presto Changeo <laughs> and uh, Stick Around and Do It Right Until You Get It Perfect, which are just both somehow mind-blowing and catchy as fuck. And that's a really hard balance to strike, I think. Yeah. I randomly hear lyrics of his, too. I'm like, what did he just say? Like, they're, it's all <laughs> they're, over They're me. thought-provoking, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a real, real good album. Um there's also what sounds like some sneaky horns on King Pigeon, too, another track I really enjoyed. Um, Human Race, Garbage in Space was the, the tagline from that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't see any horn player credited, so maybe it was just MIDI, but I enjoyed that track, too. So I think we're going to listen to uh, Stick Around and Do It Right Until You Get It Perfect, which is track five from The Din, and that came out July 12th of 2019. Here we go.
Alright, so that was Stick Around and Do It Right Until You Get It Perfect by Freighter. And that's track 5 from their new album, The Din, which came out back in July. Definitely going to be on my, my year-end list. So next we're going to talk about Meth. Meth are a mathcore, noisecore band from Chicago, featuring members of Cadence Fox and Black Nail. Meth started back in 2017 with an EP that we actually covered on this podcast, and uh, we've covered both Cadence Fox and Black Nail previously as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most recently, we had the honor and distinct pleasure of having Meth perform in our second annual fest, and we also had the pleasure of interviewing the band. So stick around after this to hear that interview. It is a, it is a. We we interview Meth. Uh, thankfully, they were willing to uh, speak to us after. They played the fest, and after the fest shut down, and as they were about to hop in their van and drive back east. So we thank them for taking the time to do that. It was an exhausting day for everybody, you know, seven hours of music. Christian had to take out so many ums and uhs from myself, so whatever is left in this interview lets you know that there's probably... Serotonin levels were depleted. What? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But I think you'll still enjoy that interview. And uh, so Meth recently uh, signed to Prosthetic Records, who as of late has been signing bands like Wrist Meat Razor and um, Gift From God. They're getting it. They get it. So this music, again, is just, uh, as we all know, it's making a serious comeback. But Meth is, I don't want to lump them in with any other project because this is such a unique animal. It's evolved from being a solo project with Seb Alvarez, who we've talked about many times on this podcast. It's just again. It's it's evolved into a, a six-person force to be uh, tour de force. That's that's those are the words I'm looking for. Yeah. Live, it was absolutely breathtaking, creepy, just very atmospheric sounds. Uh, th- their performance was really, it was quite a spectacle. They were really really good live. And this new <laughs> album, this new material is just fucking fantastic. The new the new album is called Mother of Red Light. It's coming out via Prosthetic on the 23rd of August here. It's, yeah, it's creepy. It's really kind of a really complete album experience, I would say. Um, A a little bragging moment. Uh, Whoever was lucky enough to make it to Mathcore Index Fest 2019, uh, Meth was cool enough, and I've never really seen many bands, I've never seen a band do this, but we were able to buy uh, Mother of Light uh, at uh, at the merch table. So Christian and I have been holding on to Mother of Light since July Mother 13th. Mother of Red Light. Mother of Red Light since July of uh, July 13th. And it doesn't uh, come out until the 23rd. It doesn't come out until the 23rd. So, I mean, every uh, I, I mean, I know there's a few guys in Zara that grab that too. And just it's just crazy to have it uh, already. Yeah, I've already been enjoying it thoroughly myself. So we're going to go ahead and listen to Her Womb Lay Still. Uh, I don't want to get too carried away talking about meth because we have a 20-minute interview ahead of us um, so you can hear more about their origin story there. And uh, that's track two from, excuse me, track four from their new album, Mother of Red Light, which comes out on August 23rd. Here we go. Right, 
All right, so that was Her Womb Lay Still off Meth's new album, Mother of Red Light, which comes out August 23rd via Prosthetic Records. You can go pick that up right now on 12-inch. So we're going to go ahead and play that Meth interview for you now. Here we go. Uh, so, uh, Math Core Index, uh, we just uh, finished up uh, Math Core Index uh, 2019. Math, here we are. Uh, can I get your names? Seb. Andrew. Kyle. Seb, what do you do? Uh, vocals. Drums. Bass and vocals. There it is, guys. Uh, a little uh, backstory uh, for anybody that doesn't know about meth in general. Um, Seb. Meth was actually like my first project where it was all like, I guess just me, like front to back with um, just like all the instrumentation and everything. Like, usually I always have like other people I'm collaborating with. Or... So, when did meth start? Um, it started. I want to say like very beginning of 2016 me and Zach our guitarist um, we just like met up and we we're just kind of messing around like he's been like he kind of just like started recording stuff so mm-hmm. we we're like yeah let's try to like write a song or something and like I kind of just like hodgepodge together a demo and then it just kind of sat on the shelf for like a year and um, and then our first EP was um, I just went over to Zach's house one day and had absolutely nothing written or whatever. Children we were watching. Yeah, children are watching. So mm-hmm. like we, like nothing was written whatsoever. We got together and just like I laid down. Um, like I'm predominantly a drummer, um, typically when I'm in bands and stuff. Uh, but um, so we laid down drum tracks for the children are watching first had no idea what any of the songs were going to sound like. I was just like, okay, just we'll just hit record, and we'll go we'll record drums. And Wow, you really reverse-engineered those songs then. Yeah, it was, very, it was very strange, and it was all just like in a day. Like, I'm not a guitarist by any means whatsoever, and it was just like, um, a lot of it was just like doing the drums first, and then we kind of just like, the guitar was just general ideas I had, and me trying to do it, um, Zach did like one breakdown at the end of the album, Elder Body. So like what he was Zach that. doing there then? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. So, 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 I mean, what was Zach doing there exactly? Oh, like, he, he was recording it all. Like, so he was just, um, and just kind of like guiding me in a way too. Like we were oh, just, okay. uh, like more or less clap. Like I, most of the projects, like well, I, a good, yeah, probably most of the projects that I've done in the past have gone through Zach in some way, where it's just like oh, okay. he's uh, just like started recording. So he started recording like my old, like one of my old bands, like Other Masquerades. We did an EP with him, or it was a split, and he just kind of like started recording. And then a lot of the times it was just like me and him just working together in some way. And then um, once meth actually started becoming an actual like a full-fledged band then he kind of we asked him to join and so we been... i mean we covered meth like earlier like with mathcore index and everything mm-hmm. uh when did it become a full-fledged band exactly um fuck like end of 2017 right yeah like, it, was, it was fall 2017 uh kyle and i used to be in a band called black nail which we also covered on Mathcore Index. Yeah. And uh, 
Black Nail was seeing its demise as our vocalist Connor moved to Rhode Island and with the guys in Tweak <laughs> so that he could be <laughs> wow, awesome. so, yeah. <laughs> basically between Tweak and Black Nail we did like a NBA style swap where uh, the Black Nail guys me, Kyle and our guitarist Richard joined Seb in Meth they got my to make rights it a full project. and then we got the rights to Connor. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so, so everybody out there understands. So, Tweak was who, or who is who? Um, initially, it was me, um, Connor, the drummer, vocalist, and Will, and um, those two were like art. Well, I don't want to say works; they are. They're the heart and soul of that band, um, and they just like. Yeah, I could go on about yep. how much I love them together. Um, but yeah, they started that band as a two piece, and then I'd never even really played bass or anything um, before joining that band. And I just hit them up one day, and we're just like, hey, i wondering if you guys need a bassist or anything. And then yep. we just started jamming, and it went from there, and it just turned into um, we did like two albums together I'm Overcome with Hate, um, which was they wrote all of that and I just kind of like jumped in and added some bass parts and stuff to that and then we did a short EP mm -hmm. um, that was still like mostly guided by them I had a lot more of like uh, I, I felt like I had more of a presence on that record Yeah. Um, but still just their entire brain just shitting on everything and it was just really fucking cool um. <laughs> so, so with Black Nail mm -hmm. um with you guys, with that demise of that, like, was just a natural flow, or I mean, with this NBA draft kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, was I mean, were you guys just like, oh, like, take him, take him, like that kind of thing, or like, how did it go down exactly? So Connor McKenzie, the vocalist of Black Nail, decided to move to Rhode Island with Tweak to to be a part of Tweak, and when that was decided, um. We were all kind of like, well, we're, you know, we're going to have the last show and whatever, but the rest of us in Black Nail, like, we were in other projects and stuff, so we weren't, like, necessarily worried about, like, joining another band, and then Seb caught wind of Connor joining Tweak and was like, hey, you know, I've been doing the meth thing for a bit, do you guys want to join this and make it a full-fledged band? Awesome. And then from another one of my bands called Dead Hummingbird, we recruited the guy who plays like synth lap seal stuff in meth and uh then zach as well so. i mean it, it, it's quite a fucking crew from one person to this or one or two people to yeah. this you know <laughs> yeah it's um i mean i think when we even like even before like children are watching or right after children are watching stuff we had talked about like doing like a f band together or like doing that um to some degree like at least me and andrew we talked um, about doing like a couple shows or something and like when as soon as Seb was done with the children are watching he sent it to me the first thing i said to him was i'm gonna be in this band and then All right. of course that came true so. so we're gonna move on cool i love you mm -hmm. so i mean you're naturally you're already involved mm -hmm. um are you involved at this point yes, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay, cool. So, what with I Love You, how many members are in the band at this uh, point? Six. Six. Yeah. All so, of so us. like, the, yeah. the, the same crew, basically. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, like, or not everyone that's here, but yeah, just the same like writing crew. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's so yeah, it's confusing. So 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 basically, I love you with six people, and this new record will be six people. Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. And they're the and same the, people. Yeah. I love you and Mother of Red Light are yeah, the same six people. Yes. So uh, there. Yeah. Now, Mother of Red Light, um, Prestetic picks you guys up. How? What's going on exactly? Um. Wait, Seb, with I'm, yeah, no, the how did that happen? I think it means. Seb, uh, what's going on? Oh my god, no, <laughs> I'm gonna jump down a hole. Um, <laughs> um, no, it was really weird. Um, we put up a video after like our second show. Um, uh, we played at Subterranean, which is like just a venue we play at all the time. This is during I Love um, You, right? Yeah, this okay. is like right after, um, like not maybe a little over two months after I Love You came out. We played, it was our second show. We just like recorded a video. We had our friend like edit it and everything. And we we're just like, we just need to put something up. And like a few weeks later, like I think you guys were sharing it around. And then it was just kind of like circulating on its own. We're like, okay, it's like a little thing. And then we got an email from Steve, the Steve Joe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, he was just like, hey, I just like checked this out. And this is really cool. Like, uh, just asking what our plans were for like writing everything down the line and I was just like playing like I've been playing in bands for like upwards of, like 14 15 years now and like that's the first time any like any label type person like had emailed me and I was just like what the fuck is this <laughs> like yeah. and I like sent them like a screenshot of everything and I was just like this is a thing that's happening where I'll just like that's fucking wild like it was just like two shows in it's which pretty is pretty fucking awesome label yeah. to be bugging you too yeah exactly like yeah. it was just very um surprising to us in a way just like um just like the speed of it it was something that like we were obviously like trying to strive to like not just get signed by just like some sort of um but you hadn't anticipated uh, this level of success no basically. no not at all i mean we, it was just like one of those things where it's like it'd be cool for us to like get attention down the line but like to whatever degree was just like as long as whatever but um no, it's something that fast was just uh-huh. pretty wild. So, Mother Red Light, uh, how many tracks on this new album? Nine. Nine. Nine? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all new? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All new stuff. Okay. Okay. Um, where'd you guys record? We recorded drums at Bricktop Studios in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And then our guitarist, Zach Farrar, he recorded everything else. And then we sent it out for mixing to Bricktop again. And then Jack Shirley from Atomic Garden mastered it. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Seb, like, as far as, like, what you've done so far, what are your influences? Like, even right now with meth, like, what would you say you're channeling from? Um, with Mother Red Light, I mean, they all know a lot of swans, a lot of um, just, like, I don't know, just, like, general darkness a lot of the time, like... Um, like I was in a lot of Swans, I was in a lot of um, this band Coil, who's like another just, yeah, like an old just like dark 80s band, um, just like, I don't know, anything that just like seemed very out of the spectrum of like the general stuff that we would try to like write with, with um, work, like I Love You and stuff, like it, like I Love You is very just kind of like, it's very metal, like metalcore to like its core with I guess for lack of better terms that's dumb but um, just we're trying to like branch away from that and just like trying to get like keep the darkness of the band um, 
because that was more atmospheric. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just like that seems to be the common ground with everyone, which like all of our influence and stuff are very different. But it just we all very much just mesh with like that dark tone and just taking our own like approaches and. So where are you guys channeling from? Same or? Uh, I would say I'm probably about the same. Uh, I guess in terms of like drumming specifically, uh, I guess just like a lot of metal stuff. I, I started listening to kind of trying to get, um, I guess like a better idea of doing that because I'm not necessarily a metal drummer by trade. Yeah. Um, so I was listening to a lot of like Imperial Triumphant and like. I don't know, just like yeah. weird stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about yourself? Uh, with me, I like a lot of death metal. That is n- n- no question. Um, that's mostly what I listen to. But I guess for this record, a lot of what I contributed solely was a lot of vocals. Um, and you do what in the band exactly? I play bass and do vocals. Okay. Um, Zach kind of took the wheel on writing the bass for this record. Um, but as far as vocals go, that was my kind of my thing. Um, I draw a lot of influence from like f- for these vocals from like this one doom band from Chicago, Indian. Um, I like a lot of Primitive Man. Just like any any anything. He's per- prim- primitive Man for sure. <laughs> <laughs> any anything that just sounds as visceral as possible and something that kind of stands out mm-hmm. um and just i guess like as far as like influence for like any future projects for meth and things like that i ref- i've been going back to like a lot of like scott walker and just like very just like just like very out of pocket music basically yeah you guys seem like all kind of like deep and like digging somewhere like yeah, else yeah, basically yeah, yeah. We all really like that same dark atmospheric stuff, but then we all kind of have like our own little pockets that we yeah. like, yeah, our own little niches that we all contribute our own little bits through. Yeah. I gotta say, just like, just be a fanboy, just crazy as he said, but then also see the guys from Blacknail and everything too. <laughs> just like, nice to meet everybody, like, uh, like, as far as like Christian and I go, just like, thanks for just creating just dark and heavy music and just like, just continuing that motion and everything. Um, honestly, I think we might just kind of call it good from here, guys. Uh, um, so, Seb, um, when is the album Actually, out? I have one question for Oh, you. Christian, right. what's going on? <laughs> I do. Um, what, is, what is the concept behind Mother of Red Light? Is there, like, a narrative behind it? Or? Uh, there's, so, between I Love You and Mother of Red Light, there's, um, it is all just, like, one giant concept, like, I Love You, kind of. Because um. you have I Love You in the lyrics of the... That. Yeah, like, a, there's a lot of um, things that... I wanted, yeah, just to channel, like, a little bit as a callback to, like, I Love You with, um, just so the cohesiveness was there within the story, um, but yeah, it's all just one giant narrative from I Love You to Mother of Red Light, like, I Love You being just kind of about, um, I never named the character, it was always written from, like, first person, so I'll him to, as a character or whatever, but, like, he, uh, gets kidnapped, by just it turns into the choir of red light which is like the cult that everything is kind of written around and um gets kidnapped brainwashed into believing he's god and it's his like process of like digesting that basically and like um 
just this cult basically telling him that and then mother of red light takes place like a couple years after the fact as his like personalities have kind of like split in half where his um human half is kind of buried underneath this god that like he's just kind of like watching his own body through like it's his body but it's through the eyes of god in a way where it's just are you um, referencing that at all in the music video perhaps just a little bit um there's the dichotomy of like the black shirt white shirt in the video is um like it yeah it plays along with like the whole role in like a loose way it's not like directly from um like a like part of the actual narrative it's just more or less just kind of like reflect well i'm so glad i asked because that is far more <laughs> profound than i would have ever expected yeah that's yeah um and honestly all i was going to ask that before that was just like when is the album out <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why I had, like, um yeah no it's just it's yeah it's written in there it's i'm it's very it's very metaphor heavy so like it might that's not tell yeah, but so then, my yeah. question: When is the album? Out? <laughs> the album's out uh, August twenty third. August twenty third. How's tour been so far? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, not enough crack houses. Um, but uh, where, where, where can everybody get the record? Uh, what's going on? With wait, repeat. Yeah, where, where can everybody get the record? Oh, everyone Come can. Come out for a show in LA tomorrow. You can get it. But if you don't, you have to wait. <laughs> um, I got the record already. So yeah, <laughs> no, um, we'll have it. If I don't know if this is gonna air before. Um, the record's well, out, but next few days, yeah. like, and we'll like edit like random shit out too and everything. So, oh, like, it's like sick. so hey, Seb, when's the album coming out? Blackhawks. Um. <laughs> 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 no, um, August twenty third. Uh, you can find uh, pre sales online through the Prosthetic website, uh, um, uh, through our Bandcamp and everything, and then awesome. um, yeah, we have them on hand as well. So, um, I got a nice variant. What's your two record variants you guys got going on? The black and what else? Yeah, yeah, we have like a black swirl and then it's a red with a black smoke kind of underneath the red. <laughs> Hear that, vinyl nerds? We got that yeah. shit. I'm about to cop one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so once again, guys, uh, thank you so much, Meth, for playing the fest and just interviewing with us afterwards and yeah, everything, yeah, man. Thank you so um, much. Good luck on this new release and thank just you. touring and just producing fucking heavy music after this. Cool. No, thank you so much. Thanks yeah. for thank you very much. doing everything you do. Thank you. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>